Hello, listeners. This is Justin Riley, your sound engineer. Just coming at you at the top of the episode here, get things out of the way. Um, I'm sure the last thing you listened to was Bobby explaining our absence for a while, and I know they took all the blame, but I had some busy stuff too in my life. So, um, but looks like we're all back on track here. Um, I just want to thank the cast and thank um, Brian for taking over as DM here for a while. And, of course, to thank all the loyal listeners who uh, stuck around while we were silent for about three months. Of course, as always, I'd like to thank BattleBards and Tim at Tabletop Audio for letting us use their ambient sounds and some synced sound effects. And at this point, I guess everyone kind of knows the deal. We'll be back on every two weeks. So, without further ado, previously on Adventure. As soon as the dust has settled on Henley's sacrifice, his phone starts to make a noise, the noise getting louder, and just before the siren would pierce Thrace, Julian, and Redfield's eardrums, it goes silent, and then a flash of light. Thrace, Julian, and Redfield appear suddenly in a small room. It looks like a study. So um, I pick up the the book with the paper on it, and I'm Uh looking at the book. What is the book? You can't actually read it. Um, so I take out the, the slip of paper out of the book. Uh, and th- this you can read, and it says, You must warn her. Start with the star from yesterday. I open up this paper and see... In big words at the very top, it says, The Chicago Evening Star, October 15th, 1947. Guys, is this a star from yesterday? Oh. This is the star from today, huh? That's what that guy meant by there might be one down the street. He was talking yes. about a paper. Oh. It's not a star in the sky at all. Tricky. Yeah, tricky fellas. <laughs> Revealing to you, but not to the secretary behind him, It's you can see that this is actually a dire wolf. <gasps> you shouldn't Oops. be here. You need to go. Uh, this might be overkill, but lightning bolt. Um, I mean, I guess we could get a room, guys. That'd be the easiest way to make sure we're here. Who has money? Who has the right money? Do you take gold pieces, Veronica? Um, I'd have to ask a manager, but I can... How about you go do that then, Veronica? You go get your manager. Okay, okay, I'll I'll, I'll be right back. No, I'm royalty. I'm used to dealing with, you know... Larry! (laughs) Larry! Larry's coming. Okay. So this, uh, this 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 very tall, well-dressed gentleman, probably about six foot six, uh, starts walking your way. Um, you know, ni- nice suit, definitely looks like a manager. And he says, uh, "How can I help you, folks?" Do you take gold pieces, sir? Well, we we take cash and check. Uh, personal check is is fine with a proper identification. Okay, so I don't know what any of those things are. Do you take gold pieces? <laughs> We can have them appraised, you know. Could, may, 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 I, may I see this gold that you were talking about? Yes. Here you go. So I'm going to give him a, a gold piece. And, and the manager takes the gold and <laughs> puts it in, in, in the crook of his jaw, <laughs> making sure that it's real. I think something could be arranged. Um, were, were you looking for one room? Um, yeah, I guess so. Right. No, I'm, not, if, if, I'm not staying with these people. Two rooms. <laughs> 
fine. Off you go, Hendley. That's what that happened if Hendley was here. Well, I, I will be able to give you each a room for two gold pieces a piece. Okay, that sounds good to me. Certainly. Yeah, we'll do that. And then he's going to go put them in a vault. And years later, Geraldo Rivera is going to open it up. And they'll be gone. That is a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys cover me? Oh, really? I'll pay for him to stay in Julian's room. <laughs> That's okay. I'm staying in the ballroom instead. All right, fine. It's exciting. And got a huge sack oh, of gold. Oh, I knew you had money. If you can pay for those funny cigarettes you smoke, you definitely have gold. I was just, you know, got to try to save money where you can. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, so Veronica is now trying to write you guys up. Are you, are you guys here for the engagement party? Yes, we are. Would you like to stay on the same floor as Mr. Booth and uh, Ms. Brooks? Yes, that would be great. Okay, no problem. That is the fourth floor. And, uh, sir, uh, looking at uh, Julian, what is your name? Julian. Mm -hmm. Spelled, as you would imagine. With an E or an A? Windgate. All right, you'll be in room 407. My name's Thrace. Uh, do you have a last uh, first name, Miss Thrace? Um, that's it. Okay. Uh, uh, Thrace S- Smith. We'll go with Smith. Okay. Miss Smith, you'll be in room 408. 408, thank you. Sorry about the whole manager thing. Just, you know. That, that, is, that is quite all right. Um, we, we do accept gratuity here, just so you know. I come from a land where they don't tip. Europe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, and you, sir? What is your name? Redfield Shortbush. That sounds made up, but that's okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll be in room 479. Anything else I can do for you folks? All right, we're going to go up to our rooms then. All right, so um, there's there's only one hallway right after the um, reception desk, and it is a, it's a very long hallway with uh, a red and yellow carpet, kind of a kind of art deco pattern. In, uh, on, on the carpet and there's are just uh, pictures that are framed lining the walls all headed down towards a big what looks like a big gold box it's probably a hundred feet away from you is this big gold box an elevator it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what an elevator is let's try him. he does probably oh oh yeah Julian <laughs> well, where should we go this seems this, to this be more your gold, yes this is lead us upstairs okay there's, st- there's stairs inside it? I'm gonna no, you'll see. Okay. I'm going to look a, at the pictures on the walls. Is there anything mm-hmm. interesting about them? Anything out of out of the ordinary? Roll, roll an investigation check. I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. Um, Did the picture! <laughs> you, you, you notice that there are pictures on the wall. Um, they all have, mm. <laughs> they all have kind of the same um, golden frames, and they're, they're all pictures of surprise. Old white men. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're checking out these pictures. Anything interesting? No. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to head into the box with stairs. Maybe I should take a look at them just in case. <laughs> Go ahead and roll. 16. So you're looking at these uh, portraits, and again, it's about a 100-foot hallway, so there's probably about 16 to 20 of them all on the walls on either side. And, and one is slightly skewed. Looks like maybe on like a five degree angle differently than the others on the, on the left hand side, and also looks to be a bit newer than than all the others. All right, I'm gonna walk mm. up and just straighten it. 
because that kind of thing bugs me. Who's it a picture of? I wonder. There's a name on the yeah, little on, plaque. Yep. On, on the on the very bottom, uh, it says Mr. Grand Booth. Grand uh, Grand G R A N D E. The years below it say 1860 to 1932. Wonder right. if this is the father of the intended bridegroom. Perhaps. Oh. All right. So uh, can I now go straight in the picture? Sure. All right. I'm going to straighten the picture and just uh, take a little look while I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Like I t- I'm assuming I'm not going to see anything more no. than. No. Nope. All right. Straightened. Now I feel done. better. You, you've, done, you've, done, you've done your part. That's what you guys do next. Um, we're going to walk into the box that has stairs in it. <laughs> yeah. No, we hit. Watch. We hit this button. You, okay. No, you don't. We don't. We're there, in a fancy hotel. I'm assuming there's somebody in there moving the elevator for us. There's a gentleman at, uh-huh. the, at, 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 at the very... Well, when you open the box, there's a gentleman inside. Named? A, Ollie. And um, he, is, he is tall. He has a red hat, uh, kind of a pudgy face with a mustache, um, rosy red cheeks, and a, a, a relatively jovial demeanor. Okay. And uh, again, his name tag says Ollie. And as you step inside, he says to you, are you from the other side? What's the other side, son? Uh, well, you just don't appear that you belong here. I'm, w- I'm wondering if maybe you come from somewhere else. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Okay. P- are, you, are you in town for the event today? Yes, we are. Yes, We're heading we to are, the fourth sir. floor, as a matter of fact. Ollie? All right, that is excellent. I will get you there right, right quick. Ollie, where are you from? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm from Indiana. This side of Indiana? Um, or the other side of Indiana? I may have dabbled in other places, but I definitely am, you know, I, I know Indiana pretty well. Do you know Indiana? Nah, not much. Okay. Um, yeah, I spent a little bit of time as, as, a, as a dwarf on the other side, but now I'm here, and I'm, oh. I'm human again, I guess. I'm not, I'm not really sure how it works. A- a- again? I was able to find a path back, and... And now I'm I, I I died again, so I'm I'm back here. I'll talk in my real voice now, because you you we, yeah we, that, we, that, we that know. seems like it would be a good idea. Right. Um, so you were alive as a dwarf. I was. And then you died. I did. And you were here. I was. And then you found a way back to being alive. I did. That that is true. And then you found a way back to being alive. Mm-hmm. But a dwarf. But a dwarf. Correct. But then you died again. Uh huh. And now you're a human here. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. How okay. how did you die? Um, I may have not been paying much attention to my surroundings on a on a busy street, and you didn't get hit by a fallen dragon by any chance, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was drinking at a pub and <laughs> stepped outside for a smoke and. Why do you mention All that? Right. No, oh, no, no, no reason. No reason. No reason. No, reason. No, no, just something I heard, but no, no, no reason. So, important question. Sure. Are we dead? You, um, everyone who's here, who knows that other side, died on that other side. I don't know why you wouldn't think that you were dead. Because I don't remember dying. Nor do I. No. Do you think anyone who did die remembers dying? Well, you, you seem do. to know. Oh, because I came back. Oh, I feel like we all put a lot of effort into not dying. Yeah. I feel like if we'd have failed, we'd know. Well, well we have come back a few times or so. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of it. He definitely yes. died. But we didn't die. Okay, well, if you, you're, you're as alive as you feel. That's what they say, right? Let me okay. ask you a question. Sure. The guy who managed uh, this hotel. Yes, Larry. 
No, 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 not Larry. Whoever, who was the guy who had, who we killed? The big guy who attacked us. It was a really a wolf. Oh, oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever that guy was, he was kind of an asshole. Oh, are you talking about Bill? I don't know his name. Uh, uh, we I just know he's dead. Ask, yeah. Big, hairy. Oh, dead. Dead well, a lot hairy. Well, let me ask you a question. Well, he was kind, he's kind of a jerk and also a dire wolf? Yes. yes. That's, him. Okay. that's the guy. Let me ask you a question. Be, that's Bill. If we killed him here, yes. is he now alive again in the other world? Are you not really, you're not really on the high ups on this, in this organization, are you? When I died here, I did go back there, so that's, that's a good point. Probably. So we did hard to do the opposite. I've been doing really very well for myself in the last few years here, so I'm just going to kind of keep, you know, keep my head down uh-huh. and hopefully not get a dragon fell, fell on me again. <laughs> well, is, let me ask you, are there, like, good guys here or are they all bad guys? Well, I like to think of myself as a good guy, but I did some bad stuff uh, when I was a dwarf, okay. so I'm trying to make up for it a little bit here. What kind of bad stuff did you do? Um, li- li- little raping, little pillaging. Okay, well. That was the fourth floor, right? Yeah. Yes. No problem. Have a great day. Okay, thanks, Ollie. All right. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. No more pillaging, okay? Yeah. Or, or raping. Yes. Most importantly, <laughs> raping. Other thing, yeah. All right, so you get off the elevator, and uh, the sign says rooms 401 to 479 this way. So as you start to walk, <clears throat> uh, there are uh, room 404 on your right-hand side is slightly ajar. Oh, I'm going to uh, roll an investigation check and just take a little peek. Okay. You could also just walk into the door. I don't want to, because okay. what if I walk into something? I mean, how many times does that happen to housekeeping? No, thank you. <laughs> not right now. Do not disturb. <laughs> 19. All right. Peekies. So the first thing that you notice is that on the doors themselves is this kind of an old-timey hotel. The names of the guests are in placards that are slid oh. underneath the numbers. So room 404 says uh, B.A. Brooks. And uh-huh. the door opens uh, and there's a, but th- there, it is locked from the inside with one of those pull chains. Right, so it's so, open so, like so you, so you, three or four yeah, inches. Yeah, so you can, see, you can see inside, but you're, you can't get inside just by pushing it open. Okay. Well, I'm a very large dragonborn, so is there something I can roll to push it open? Absolutely. And like you can. pop that lock off the door? Yep. All right. Strength check? Yeah, we'll do a strength check, you and I. Okay. You're the 19. Door. <laughs> a 19, you yeah, say? Yeah, with like my modifier is uh, yeah. uh, 23. You're able, to, you're able to push it open. I'd like it to actually fly off the door. Okay, so what, what do you do to make that happen? I'm gonna push it really hard with my hand and just like poof, and like, okay. but it's just both sides are gonna pop off. Yep, and uh, just just like that, the chain breaks and the door goes flying into the room. It is off its hinges and uh, breaks the window that is immediately behind it, uh, and is now sitting there, a broken door, wide open for you to walk inside. Can I ask you a question? Yes. In this hallway that we're in, near yes. this door, is there a? Housekeeping card or a room service card no, or uh, nothing that you can see. No. Okay. All right. So yet. so Redfield. I'd like, yeah. I'd like, I'd also like to think that that we're not like the kind of crew that ever takes the subtle option. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have a. I am a character who is designed to be sneaky. <laughs> but, so, I am a character who is designed not to be. So Redfield basically lights a cigarette and sits down on the floor outside of the room and just sort of watches as you guys do your exactly thing. as we blunder through yeah. doing what we normally yeah. do. Yeah. So now investigation check to uh, like what we can make uh, you, out in this room. room. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Go, go for it. Eleven. The the room is is modest. Modest hotel room with a twin bed, 
Um, there is one window which now has a door in front of it, <laughs> um, slightly cracked. <laughs> um, a desk, and a dresser, and a mirror. And there is a candle flickering on the desk. Redfield. Yes. We'll have a little look in here. Um, Redfield gets up and he he, he walks in, um, sort of looks around a little bit. I'll also roll an Jeez. investigation. Would you put that thing out first? Stinky. It doesn't stink at all. It's 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 an, like an e-cigarette. It's like a magic e-cigarette. So <laughs> that's uh, the stinkiest of all. Smells like cereal. Um, <laughs> Twenty. All right. Nice. So. Um, you can see in the drawer uh, there is a tiny piece of paper kind of sticking out of one of the drawers of the desk and there is also um, what looks like it's a little dusty on the top of the desk but there's an area that key shaped area that is left without dust on it on top of the desk so I go and grab the little piece of paper Mm -hmm. um, and take a look at it what you grab is a copy uh, a, a cutout of that newspaper article that you'd seen before of the, uh, about the engagement party. And in the article, there are several letters that are circled and some that are squared. So a circle around a letter or a square around a letter. And a paragraph that has that reads as follows. The couple, who were first introduced back on March 2, are waiting with great impatience at their impending joy and, nu- and nuptials. And so here's what you can see on in that sentence. In the word the... The H is circled. In the word back, the A is circled. Uh, the number two has a square around it. The word great, the R is circled. The word impatience, the P has a square. In the word there, the R is circled. The word impending, the M is squared. In the word joy, the Y is circled, and in the word nuptials, the S is circled. Guys, gotta go to Harry's at 2 p.m. And that beautiful 20 investigation check you rolled yes. also shows us that there is a clock in the room. Okay. And that it is 1.52 p.m. Okay. Um, what's the name of the hotel we're at again? The Kimball Hotel. Kimball Hotel. Um, and we don't know who or what Harry's is yet, right? We haven't, like, seen that, and I don't remember it. We're gonna walk out the room... And as we walk out, I'm going to pick the door up and I'm going to gingerly edge it back into the frame so it looks like nothing happened so that then the next person um, that opens the door will think they did it. I might be able to weld the hinges back. Do you have, do you have, like, a, do you have like a Reparo spell or something? <laughs> I could make a door out of stone, but I don't think that's going to help matters. Call it a dex check, maybe? like As to whether I can get away with getting it back in place. We'll do athletics check. Go for it. 15 plus 3. 18. You were able to uh, tell me how, how, how you're well, going to finesse gonna, this I'm going to put my claws on either side. Very it. strong hands. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm going to pick it up <laughs> with my claws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to walk it back into place and then just get it in there as good as I can. can so hold, that Thrace, hold it just a second. Just hold it okay, right there. All right. Acid splash. I'm going to put the hinges, melt them together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then it just won't open. But then when they bust the door down, they won't realize it's us. Are you doing this from inside the hotel room? No, no. outside. How we're are like, you getting We're the, walking uh, out, and I'm like, just claws. That's why I got my claws on the edge of the door because I'm like walking it back into place. 
And I can use the handle as well. Handle on the okay. claw. Okay. Back yeah. into place. Okay. There you go. And then, Bob, you're doing your acid splash. Acid splash, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like how much Bobby is enjoying <laughs> this side of me. Is your goal to make it so the door cannot be open? No, our goal is to make so it look f- like it's somebody else's fault. You know right. when you put the Tupperware in the cupboard and it goes to four and you just close the door and it's like, sounds like someone else's problem. Every day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those situations. Okay. <laughs> we just want not to fall back out of the frame. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, you, you've you asked a splash. Now the door's, uh, you want to give it a pull to see if it is going to yep. gently, It's not really gently. going anywhere. Okay. And now they're going to go up to the room and be like, we can't open the door. And the hotel will have to bust it down. But when they bust it down, it will break the window and it'll be like, oops. Okay. And it won't be our fault. And no one will know anything happened. Okay. So let's go back to the elevator. Yep. Um, and I guess hit the call button. Yep. Okay. And the uh, door's open and, there, and there's Ollie. Oh, you guys are back already? Hello. Yeah. Hello, Ollie. You didn't get settled? It was just a few seconds ago. No, we have a... We, we wanna... just remembered. And out of nowhere, the door just falls down. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? That was, I don't know. Don't know. Wasn't our door. I think, yeah. that's Ms. I think that's Ms. Brooks' room. I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> Why are you waving your hand in front of me? Like that is not it? the door you're looking for. I, I wasn't looking for any door, but then one just fell. It, it doesn't matter. Where, are you guys going downstairs? Uh, yes, but we also want to know where Harry's is. Uh, oh, Harry's. It, 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 is a, it is a wonderful pub across the street. Thank you very much, Ollie. If you could take us down without raping or pillaging us, that would be great. dippery do. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow made him worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Ollie uh, hits the button for the lobby and... Ding, 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 ding. Boom. Doors open and you're back. All right. We're going to wave at Veronica as we walk briefly, like briefly through the lobby and quickly out the door. She is smacking her lips together, chewing gum and still filing her nails. Does not know <laughs> she Okay. Doesn't even see us. So uh, we walk through the lobby, say hi to Veronica, who ignores us, out the door. And can we see Harry's right across from us? Yep. There, uh, the, uh, traffic is going by and across the street you see a very old sign uh, with the, with with the with one of the R's missing, so it looks like H A R Y Harry's. Okay, but yeah, it's a very very rundown looking okay. small establishment across. The street. Can we cross the road without getting run over? Y- yes. <laughs> okay. It's no game We're of frogger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Julie gonna walk across. Bobby will just fly. So now we walk into the pub. Yep. Um. So I Redfield goes right to the the, the bar. And orders an ale. Okay. And throws down a gold piece. Uh, sir, we don't we don't accept that here. Just take it. Because it, it's too late. He's already drunk it. We don't we don't play with any of this funny money. And he picks it up and he feels the weight of it. And he goes, "That, you know what? That'll be fine. Um, the, there are actually two. There are actually two gold pieces a piece." I don't think so. Yeah. The hotel room was two gold pieces. Well, this is very good ale, and that's a very bad hotel. We have a very bad monetary system over here. Fine. Every drink is one gold piece. How about I give you five gold pieces, and you let us drink as much as we want for as long as we want? I will accept that offer, sir. (laughs) So I take four more, and I put them down. I'm surprised you paid for your own Redfield. Thank you, though. Well, now that you know I'm used to this. (laughs) Now that you know I have money, the jig is up. Um... So I, I, I get an ale for myself, an ale for Julian, and I ask for a uh, two for Thrace. Okay. Um, and I bring them over to them, and then um, say, we should go sit in like the corner and 
where it's dark and so we can kind of just watch, see what happens. Okay, yeah. good idea, Redfield. Okay. Lead the way. So we go sit in a corner table. It's like kind of out of the out of the reach of some of the... I can see, how is it lit here? I should ask It's you. very, very dark. Very dark, like, okay. Uncomfortably dark, actually. So we can sit in a nice corner booth. The, yeah. uh, the, the width, there is a window as you walked in, but it is painted over. Okay. Um, so the only light you're ever going to see is coming from the front door through the shades. Okay, great. So we go in the back. As far as we go in the shadowiest table we possibly can. Okay. And we sit down at it and we and we wait. Yeah. Okay. What can we see looking around? I'm gonna ask him. The, completely empty. There's okay. nobody there. But you do see on one of the tables, it's probably four or five tables back from you, um, there's just a a dark f- fedora sitting on the table. Just a hat. All the way in the front of the actually when you walked in the, the main door, because you're you're as far away from the front door as you can yeah. be. Yeah, where where we where it's right? darkest, yeah. Um, there is a phone booth, and out of the phone booth uh, comes a man wearing a dark suit, um, and he slams the, uh, he opens the door, and you can hear the end of his conversation, and he just says, she'll be here, and he hangs up the phone. And as he walks back to the table with the fedora, you can tell that he is, something is wrong with him. Uh, he is wearing um, a, a suit, but also his eyes appear to be red. And so he sits back at the table with his back uh, to you, so okay. he cannot see you. Redfield, hmm. do you want to wait and see who walks in, or do you want to go see if you can, uh, you know, just have a casual little chat with this guy like you're just another bar patron? I feel like the bar is completely empty. Uh-huh. So this guy wanted as much isolation from the public as possible. So we should just hang if back? If I go up to him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him Ill, at ill ease. So okay. I feel like maybe just hanging back is good. Um, I don't know if this works here, but Julian, do you have some sort of detect magic or dispel yeah. magic spell? Oh, to see if we can figure out what it is. So mm. as Julian is doing that, the door the door come, swings open and a beautiful young woman walks in. She matches the photo. It, it, it's Betty Ann Brooks and she very nervously approaches that single table with the, the man with the hat and sits mm-hmm. down at it. And they begin to talk, but you cannot hear what they're saying. I can detect thoughts within 30 feet. Oh, Thoughts, That's though. good. And you are absolutely closer than 30 feet. Okay. All right. What, how does the tech thoughts work there, Bob? You can focus on any creature within 30 feet unless intelligence three or less. Meaning they don't have a brain. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First surface thoughts, if moving deeper, target must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. So you basically can hear surface thoughts without any roll yeah. and go deeper. So I think we can probably just do surface because they're going to be t- they're talking. Mm-hmm. So my, my estimation would be whatever they're saying, they're but, also thinking. But it's yeah. a target creature. Only You only pick one. Uh, but okay. that person would be hearing, hearing what the other person saying. So a two for one deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's try one of those. Okay. Uh, who, who are you aiming at, though? I'd say aim at her because if he's any kind of magical creature, it might you know there's a chance it might not work on him. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Thrice. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So uh, in, inside her mind, you can... Uh, you, you feel that there is a lot of fear and anxiousness, nervousness. She doesn't know why she is here. Um, she's she's scared, but she knows that she needs to get more information, and she's fighting through that. What he what he's telling her is that everything that she thinks about her betrothed is a lie, and she doesn't believe him. She doesn't want to believe him, but she knows that something <clears throat> has felt off about Ferris. So she's hearing him out. Friends, it seems as if Betty Ann has 
second thoughts, but she she's wants to go through with this. Apparently, our friend here is saying that everything she thinks about Mr. Booth is a lie. Redfield, what do you think? I don't know. It sounds like a, a typical relationship to me, right, guys? <laughs> oh. oh, Redfield. And uh, I, I have no idea. The Betty Betty Ann just gets up, um, tears are streaming down her face, and she runs out of the bar. Okay. So what, let me ask you: When he's telling her that everything she thinks she knows about her fiance is not true, mm-hmm. do we have any specifics about what she what he was <clears throat> saying to her? Yeah, he, he's explained to her that there is a bait and switch that's going to happen today at this party. That. It is not an engagement party, but it is actually a wedding. She is going to get surprise married. And the best kind of marriage, surprise married. But that he has a nefarious plan in place. But before she, he, she, he could tell it to her, she gets up in arms. Uh, Julian, let me ask you. Can you go deeper on this guy's thoughts? Sure. I wonder who he was talking to on that phone call. Okay, so you need to do then a wisdom, wisdom saving, saving throw. throw. I believe you have to be to 14. Okay. 19. Oh boy. Couldn't go deeper. It's been could not could, could not go deeper. Well, what but you can you can see his like surface. Surface thoughts. So, what is he thinking about yeah. surface like? Um that he has to figure out a new plan to uh to get to her within the next couple of hours. Um he that he's he's been trying the nice way. He might need to go the not so nice way. But there's some bad stuff happening here, folks. That fellow over there has just told Betty Ann that her marriage is going to happen today, and she doesn't know it. Wow. That's why she left, and he's going to have to try some new way to corral her here. Why? why? We were supposed to warn her. But why wouldn't she be happy? Isn't she want, doesn't she want to marry the guy? It seems like, again, she's having second thoughts. There's some very strange things happening here, and I think he's at the heart of them. So uh, if this guy's trying to warn her not to marry this guy who's being nefarious... It would lead me to at least think that this guy is maybe not a bad guy. Maybe one of us should go talk to him. Redfield, you're Mr. Smooth. What, the seven <laughs> foot dragon is gonna go over and talk to We all look him? like people right now. Still, I'm drink not- the potion. All right, you know what? You saw me going in that hotel room. If you right, think that fine. I am the best fine. person to go fine. talk to someone. Fine, So, I get Just up. pretend you know him. Walk past him and be like, hey, guy. You know, oh, that met party at one time. Party. If hey guy is her plan. <laughs> yeah. Hey guy! <laughs> exactly. That's my plan, Redfield. Is he surfacely thinking about his name, Julian? Let me, let, me, let me hone back in again. His name is... He doesn't think his own name. <laughs> so I get up. Redfield gets up and he walks over to uh, where this man is sitting mm-hmm. um, and I, I just sit down right where uh, old B.A. Brooks was sitting before. Hello. Can I help you? Oh, you have a very deep voice. Uh, is that a problem? I do not understand why I was sitting here. <laughs> like a, a bad guy from like an 80s movie or something. I do not know what 80s mean, <laughs> but I'm, I'm vexed at your appearance here. All right. Let me let me cut to the chase, my friend. You are not my friend. It's a like an ex- idiom expression. Okay. <laughs> Person who I do not have a beef with. Um. What is beef? <laughs> I'm gonna cut right to the chase. I know that you're not what you appear to be. I appear to be a vampire. What do you think I appear to be? Okay, well, you just you, just, you, you don't look like a vampire right now. You just look like a, a person. My eyes are red and I'm very pale. Couldn't tell you were pale. 
you're looking right it's, at it's me. Very, it's very dark in here. All right. So, uh, I'm not really a man. I'm a halfling. I've got a, I got a friend over there who is a, well, he's a, a man, but he doesn't look like that all the time. And then there's a, a dra- half dragon lady, or I don't Hi. know, she's a dragon born. I don't know what, the, I don't know really what that means. What does that do to me? We are here to warn, we think anyway, Miss Brooks before her marriage, and I think you're here for the same reason. What? what how do you know Miss Brooks? Well, I don't know Miss Brooks, but. Okay, I'll go really quick through what happened. A friend of ours stopped a giant monster from destroying the world, and then the cell phone that he had exploded, and we ended up here. And then we found a note in a, in a school desk that said, no time, warn her, something. I don't remember exactly what it said. So we found out, we read the paper. It said about the engagement party. It led us here. We took these potions that made us look like people. And we fried a wolf. We, we went in, we, did, we killed a dire wolf, and then we went into Miss Brooks's hotel room, where there was a note that said Harry's at 2 p.m. We came here and we saw you were warning her. F- first we thought, maybe this is the bad guy trying to hurt her, but you're trying to warn her. Maybe we're on the same side. I will say, first, that, that all makes much sense to me. Okay. Is it, is it possible that it was Bill who you killed? That's what we hear since, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I must find new partner for cribbage. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you? Was Bill kind of an asshole? <laughs> oh, oh, Bill, big asshole. <laughs> but good at cribbage. Good cribbage partner. <laughs> Very good. He cheats. Uh, what was your name, by the way? It, it is Beacon. Beacon. All the deacons were taken. I'm Redfield. Well, nice to meet you, Redfield. Can we walk over now? Yeah. Come on. We're going to walk over now. Establish <laughs> friendliness. I'm Thrace. Hello, Thrace. Hello. Julian. Hello, Julian. Julian, why do all of a sudden you have a weird accent? I don't know. Everyone else seems <laughs> yeah, to have one. I know, right? It's like, it's catching. Yeah. It's like, I want to talk with that accent. You appear to be on, as they say, on the level. And... So you know on the level? <laughs> but not beef. <laughs> yeah, not beef, but yeah. <laughs> you are here for the same purpose as me, you say, but I may have more motive than you. I'm not sure why you are interfering in my affairs. To be honest, we don't really know either. We just kind of found a note and we went with it. Look, in retrospect, probably not the smartest thing to do, <laughs> but you know. I will tell you this. Ferris Booth is not named Ferris Booth. It is a demon named Jackile. It is like those members of Tenacious D. <laughs> like Jack and Kyle put together, okay. <laughs> He has been stranded on this world for many years, but he has found a passage to eternal life. The ritual is very specific. He must eat the soul of a virgin woman on her 25th birthday. Uh Uh-oh. But that woman must also be married to him. It's a very specific prenuptial agreement. (laughs) Ferris Booth plans on surprising Bithy Ann Brooks by marrying her at this engagement party. I offered her a better option. Which was? Life eternal for herself. All she need do is give herself to me, and I would give her this. And uh, there's a package in his hand. Hey, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 
not his dick. It's not his dick. You look down at this guy's package in his hand. I He has a small brown package that's wrapped in twine. He then explains, inside this package is a very special wedding veil. And this can ward off the demon. But she refused. She ran away. I gotta say, 1940s in this world, apparently options for women weren't great. No, not great, right? So either she has to marry a demon who's gonna eat her soul. Or or she has to marry a vampire. Who likes to walk around with his package in his hand. (laughs) I have a question for you. What do you want to know? Why specifically this girl do you want to turn? That is my business. It is not yours. Okay, well, eventually we'll get to that, I think. Um, uh, you said give her life eternal. I, I did. Aren't you dead already? Well, I am very much alive here. Yes, but... Are you able to go back and forth between this side and that side? Since you're not dead, but you're not undead, but you're not... Well, you are undead. How did you know about that? That you're undead? You said you were a vampire. No, about my ability to travel. She asked you. You told But me. now I know. Thank yeah. you very much. Gotcha. You answered the question. <laughs> so, uh, we talked to the guy in the elevator across the street. I don't know. His name is Ollie. Um, Ollie, Ollie Strange Man. Yeah. Uh, he said Used that. Used to be a dwarf. I know. He said that he died, was here, but then went back and died again. And then came back here. That, that that is true of dwarf. Yes. He said that he died here, and that's what put him back in the other world. I have heard such things. I think it is different for vampire. How do you get back and forth? Again, this is my business. I do not feel like I should be sharing it with you. Okay. 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 Um, let me. I don't want to be crude. And again, not to take away all the agency from this young woman who we are talking about right here. <laughs> But according to his thing, if she has to be a virgin yeah. to for him to suck oh. her soul. So if she wasn't a virgin. Redfield. 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 I'm getting a whole new vibe off of you yeah. right now. Not me. Not me. And, and, and so with, with, with that sort of Logic. suggestion, at the mere suggestion of deflowering Ms. Brooks, uh, Beacon goes into a rage and just immediately starts to attack Jeez. Redfield in this bar. He basically takes uh, his left hand to just swipe it right at your face. With He's got these vampiric claws. Um, and I'm rolling got 19. Oof. Against my armor class? Against your armor. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a 19 armor class. <laughs> um, 1d8 plus 4. That's a nine. And now we go for initiative, right? Yeah, we roll for initiative. Two. <laughs> I'll be going last. Seven. Seven. Four. All right. Two, Let's all try and make an effort to roll a bit better now we're actually in battle, please. Bobby Redfield's been attacked, so the next in the order would be Julian. Okay. How about enlarge, reduce? Let's have some fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. If you shrink him down, I can step on him. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you cause a creature object you can see to grow, shrink, uh, if target is unwilling, it can make a constitution saving throw. Uh, yes, I'm unwilling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the best idea ever. So my constitution saving throw is a six. That's a fail. That is a fail. Okay. 
So, the target size is halved in all dimensions and its weight reduced to one-eighth of normal. So gravity's gonna be a bitch. This reduction decreases its size by one category from medium to small. Until the spell ends, target also has disadvantages on strength checks and strength saving throws. Target's weapons also shrink to match its new size. While these weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal 1d4 less damage. Okay. Leave something for me, Redfield. Hello, little friend. I do not know what just happened to me, but I will vanquish all of you. So you're gonna keep going, huh? Oh, I do not stop. Okay. I am like Energizer Bunny. Wait. So I'm just gonna use my um, my sickle. Fifteen. That, that does not hit. It's got a high armor class, and even when he's so small. Okay. All right. So it's my go. It's Thrace's go. All right. So I get plus five on my attack bonus, right? Okay. Eighteen plus five. That is a hit. Oh yes, it is. What are you gonna do? Uh, well, first of all, I am going to pick him up over my head. <laughs> And I am going to violently throw him across the room into a table because this is a bar brawl right here. <laughs> All right. 1d8. 4 plus 37. Okay. That, so now you are... You, you've thrown me into I've a table. I've thrown you into a table and the chairs have broken. The table's gone. And now you're just lying on your back on the floor. Uh, he is very barely phased by this. That's all right, because now I'm going to hit him in the face with my warhammer because I get two attacks. He, and, and, but he says before you hit him in the face... <laughs> Is that all you got? Oh, is that all I've got? Take this. Now I'm going to hit him with my warhammer. All right. I got one. That makes that whole... Mm-hmm. Now take Th- this. Really embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> that does not hit. Uh, so now it's back around to me. Yeah, all I've done is piss him off now. It's true. So I am uh, going to attempt to bite Thrace. Uh, because I, I'm, I am uh, pretty close to her. So he stands up and he jumps onto your back okay. and attempts to bite you. Okay. And I have rolled a six. That is not good enough. It is not good enough. <laughs> and uh, it goes over to Julian. Mm-hmm. How much do we like this bar? <laughs> I'm not married Set to it. Set fire to the world! <laughs> yeah, you, you look over the bartender <laughs> mouth agape exactly. um, holding Sir? a broken bottle. <laughs> Sir, you, you might want to leave. Yes. Back over there behind the bar. Set the world on fire, Julian. Uh, lightning bolt. Lightning bolt oh. time? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you have to make a dexterity saving throw. I got uh, 19. I do not get struck by your lightning. <laughs> okay, no. I do not know what that was supposed to be, but it was not successful. And uh, Redfield, it's you. I'm, 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 I'm casting geese. It's G-E-A-S. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You place a magical command on a creature that you can see within range, forcing it to carry out some service or refrain from some action or cursive activity as you decide. If that creature can understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. While the creature is charmed by you, it takes f- 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions, but no more than once each day. A creature that can't understand you is, is unaffected by the spell. And the duration is 30 days. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. You're going to mess this guy's month up? Wow. Okay. A wisdom saving. Wisdom saving? Uh, it's a one. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I don't think you're going to attack us anymore, my friend. I do not know what you mean. Of course, I, won't. I will not attack you. Wait. 
No, no, it, it is my intention to absolutely not attack you anymore. Wait. Nice one, oh, Redfield. Awesome. Starts in, like, dancer. Wow, <laughs> light up that doobie. Yeah. I, you, you, you have heard the last of me. Wait. <laughs> Redfield goes back over the table and takes like two tankards off of it and drinks both of them at the same time and throws them down. So, you're going to sit down and you're going to tell us everything. 